Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Oh, Josh, that was a slightly muted hello there. Are you? Is everything okay? <laughs> oh, the world isn't okay, I think, is... Uh... Yeah. It's a very fine. Pro- it's a very profound thing to say. Um, I mean, normally we just come on here, spitball about Star Wars for a little bit, and then talk about roller coasters. But uh, no, I, I, I feel you. Uh, I said last week I think that it had been a rough week for news, and I don't think things have really improved on that front. Um, obviously, the uh, situation. Well, everyone seems to have forgotten that there's a pandemic on. Uh, don't know if uh, there's a pandemic on. But uh, everyone is kind of <laughs> yeah. everyone's forgotten about that, really, uh, and and with good reason. Um, obviously, all the stuff in America is crazy, and I'll be honest, I don't feel super uh, well equipped enough to really talk about it. Uh, no, a great there's deal. Uh, two uh, white, straight, uh, middle class m- yes, men it, from England. It's, exactly. Uh, if you looked up, I don't know what's the opposite of diversity, but if there is a specific term for that, if you looked it up in a dictionary, a picture dictionary, there might be a picture of me. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know for sure, but uh, all, all I would say is that uh, yeah, I've. I think the best thing you can do if you're in a, a sort of a similar situation to us is probably just to sort of do lots of reading, lots of sort of listening, educate yourself on uh, what's going on. Uh, why yeah, people are protesting in the way that they are. Uh, normally we, uh, as I say, talk about stuff like the Clone Wars. But uh, one thing I did watch this week, which I mentioned to you before we start recording, Josh, uh, and as we're sort of touching on it in a sense, I would highly recommend a documentary on Netflix by uh, uh, Ava DuVernay. Yeah, uh, 13th, really good documentary that uh, opened my eyes a lot to kind of the history of racism in the US, which I have only really encountered at a very surface level. Uh, and I'm not going to pretend that a documentary is like the ultimate insight. Clearly, there is m- more for me to learn, but uh, it, it's uh, it's well worth watching, I would say. And as I say, I think that's kind of the best thing you can probably do in this sort of situation if you're not really sure what you can do uh, in a situation like this. It's probably best to just kind of educate yourself uh, so you have a better understanding of uh, of what's going on, really. Um, yeah, for sure. Like I said, not super uh, well-equipped enough to say much more than that, other than that, uh, yeah, uh, obviously fully support everyone who's been out protesting wherever they may be. Um, another thing I wanted to do, Josh, which uh, uh, before we start talking about theme parks, which uh, has become something of a difficult pivot after that introduction. Um, yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, go back to saying hello there next week, and then you can save us all... <laughs> <laughs> the trouble of uh, talking about current affairs. Uh, but uh, it's your birthday, Josh, a day of publication of this episode. If anyone's oh, yeah. listening to this on Sunday, the 7th of June, 2020, it is your birthday, Josh. And I, I have got some assistance here. Guys, do you want to cu- come over? Do you want to come over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time. Okay. Uh, you ready for this, Josh? I've got some help here to yeah, um, ready just for uh, wish you a, a good day here. Da, da, da. Happy birthday, a great big to-do Let's celebrate, yeah, celebrate you So make a wish, make a wish on your special day You're looking great, so great, come celebrate Happy 
happy birthday from us to you. Oh, from the place. Yes, from the place where dreams do come true. So here's a wish. One, two, three, four part harmony. Happy birthday, your special day. To you. Yes, to you. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, you can. Uh, sack off now though don't forget they do have to quarantine for 14 days before they can go back home that was great no they, they were good actually uh still uh, yeah. almost no checks at uk airports so they were able to uh <laughs> jet in last night from hollywood studios and uh they arrived this morning and uh, all was well so yes thanks very I, much I... to uh to them for coming in there yeah thanks for that yeah just All right. on that coronavirus thing, sorry, real quick. Oh, yes. The 14-day check seems absolutely insane to me, uh, considering the majority of the world are in a better position coronavirus-wise than we are. Surely um, they should be having 14-day quarantines for people coming from our country rather than coming to our country. Well, I think this may have changed by this point, but I think, like, Greece... Uh, a lot of European countries are reopening their borders for the summer holiday season. And I think Greece had said, at least initially, yeah, we're not, we don't want people from the UK coming in just yet. We're going to wait for the situation there to settle down. Uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, fantastic irony um, infused in a lot of the border policies uh, across Europe at the moment, uh, considering our kind of... Uh, national stance on borders right now there was a fantastic moment in one of the press conferences the other day where Boris Johnson was uh, encouraging anyone who might have worked in Britain's retail sector who had come from Europe and had maybe gone home during the pandemic to uh, to come back we want you back and it was like oh this is a bit of a change of tact isn't it but um, yeah hey ho uh, uh, anyway um, let's crack on it's been another busy week of theme park news um I guess headlined by the fact that as of recording, we're recording on a Friday today, and today is the day that Universal Studios Orlando reopens to the public, albeit with plenty of health and safety measures in place, additional health and safety measures in place, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But it has already been open this week for uh, cast members or team members and annual pass holders, and I think like bloggers and press as well. Um, I've watched a couple of vlogs from the uh, parks because all three have been open in addition to City Walk, which had already reopened. Uh, Josh, have you watched anything uh, that has come out from no, various No, I'm at the airport right now uh, waiting for my flight. <laughs> Great, uh, you're no, I'm not. taking yeah. a birthday trip out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, stay safe, and uh, I hope you have a, hope you have a good time. But um, yes, I think there's been some sort of mixed. Uh, the, the response has been a little bit mixed on how Universal have sort of managed this. Obviously, it's worth remembering that they've gone more than a month before Disney World. Now, obviously, Disney World have a lot more to think about when it comes to reopening. They've got more hotels. I mean, Walt Disney World's basically like a city. I mean, we, we, you, within the purple lampposts. It's basically yeah, it's you're, like Milton Keynes. you're under the jurisdiction of, jurisdiction of Mickey Mouse if you're in the purple lamppost, whereas Universal doesn't have quite so much land to worry about. Um, so they have been able to open a bit early, but I think some people have been 
quite impressed with how the the rules have been enforced in terms of wearing masks, uh, masks especially. Uh, security and staff apparently have been very hot on telling people, look, if, you, if they spot someone without a mask on, um, to, p- to put it back on. But I think a lot of people as well have been a bit concerned about just how many people are in the parks, which while obviously massively down on what would be a normal day, uh, there's still enough people in there for crowds to develop in certain areas. And I think a a couple of the vlogs I watched as well, there were plenty of instances where it seemed like social distancing was kind of just off the table. So I, watching those vlogs, I was kind of watching them, I I kind of went into them with the mindset mindset of, oh, if I was local... um, would would this encourage me to go back? And I, to be honest, I think the answer is no. I was maybe Ooh. I don't think it would have done a great deal for my anxiety based on what I saw. But um, I don't know. I, I've got in touch with a few people who have um, put their own little sort of trip reports out there from this week to see if anyone will, would come on to the show at some point in the next week or so. And uh, uh, it sounds like that could well happen and it might be a, we get a better insight into what it's been like uh, if that does happen. But yeah, just from the outside looking in, I'm not convinced I I would be keen to go back based on what I saw. Uh, right, yeah. I, I don't know. I know, I know uh, you jest that you were about to jet out <laughs> yourself, but... Um, would you be rushing to go back at this point? It seems a little early to me. Yeah, no. Um, you know, people are very keen to have barbecues and stuff already over here. Um, that is true. And, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone think like you have to use the same toilets, and you have to. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that people don't think about, um, and. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think it's quite quite there yet. Certainly not in America. Obviously, Florida uh, has had a spike, as I think we'll mention. I have mentioned. Um, so uh, it's it's probably too early to really be going for me. Yes, uh, there has been a, or there was a spike of cases earlier this week. I think it was on Wednesday or maybe Tuesday. Uh, the Florida, I'm reading this from uh, The Hill. Um, uh, the Florida Department of Health announced uh, uh, 1,317 new cases on Wednesday, oh. which was the biggest daily jump since April 17th. Um, they've had now, uh, this was again as of Wednesday, uh, 58,764 confirmed cases total in Florida. Uh, with 2,566 deaths. Uh, It's worth noting that more than half of the cases that have been confirmed in Florida, again, as of Wednesday, have been in South Florida. So not so much the sort of theme park territory, uh, but, you know, especially early on when international travel is mostly off the cards, these theme parks, even with restricted capacity, are going obviously to be relying on locals coming in. Uh, So, you know, it's uh, certainly not off the table that someone from South Florida um, in in more of a sort of hotspot area for the virus could come up, visit one of these parks. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot. I think we've heard a lot in the UK, certainly, that masks... I don't know how much of this is saving face because... We've only been recently advised to start wearing masks. Uh, But they are saying, like, you know, they don't really help 
a huge amount. They they do a little bit, but you shouldn't consider it to be like, oh, you're invulnerable because you've worn a mask. Even if masks did make it impossible to catch the virus in that way, you know, from droplets from someone else's, uh, you know, mouth or nose or whatever. Um, yeah. We know as well how long it can last on surfaces and things like that. So there are still plenty of ways for the virus to spread in a theme park environment, no matter how much they might clean the place and clean surfaces and keep people apart and wear masks. Uh, the risk is always going to be there. It's just about minimizing it. I'm not suggesting that we have to lock everything down until there's zero risk because there's risk every time you leave the house, regardless of whether there's a, there's a pandemic on. Um, so I'm not suggesting we do that, but I just feel like, you know, is the risk minimal enough just yet? To, to be rushing to a theme park I don't know I mean I don't know uh, I've heard some people suggest in uh, in some of the vlogs that I watched and also on the um, Inside Universal podcast that they have felt they felt safer at Universal than they did in their local supermarket um, that's probably actually fair that's yeah that probably is because you're outside more uh, it's probably less densely populated but uh yeah, I don't know. It just supermarkets are essential. You have to go to the supermarket to get your food. You don't have to go to the theme park. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it maybe seems um, slightly odd, but each to their own. And uh, ultimately, if they're open and they feel like they're safe enough to be open, then you've got to trust your kind of individual judgment at that point, really. So we'll yeah, see absolutely. how it develops. But uh, Disney's still over a month away. Um, Seawood and Bush Gardens, though, Josh, I hear are closer than Walt Disney World. Is that true? That is correct, Tom, yeah. Oh. Um, they, uh, they That was a very news anchor style uh, segue to you there. I hope you appreciate yes. that. Yeah. yeah, I fully appreciate that. Thanks, Tom. Uh, <laughs> uh, they will open, uh, I can't remember if we mentioned it last week about SeaWorld or not, uh, June 11th. I don't reopen. think that, I don't think we had a date last week if I remember correctly. Uh, I think right, no. yeah. I have I'm on the I once got a photo from um I think it was Manta emailed to me from SeaWorld. So they now send me uh like the newsletter every week or every oh. other week. Uh and so I had a a message from the CEO. Well, you must have just, felt you know, so honored. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but basically, hey, we're opening reservations. Blah 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 blah. So uh, yeah, there are reservations. Uh, you have to reserve a spot. Um, they go live on June eighth, ten a.m. I assume that's um, Eastern time, whatever that is at the moment. Is um, there any indication as to the kind of? measures that will be in place i assume similar to universal in terms of masks and social distancing and whatnot but what about i mean obviously it's so long as the uh the uh the marine animals that they have there are still alive and kicking they they are still doing all the shows uh are they going to be doing them uh, as soon as they reopen or or what because obviously they encourage you know plenty of people congregate in those stadiums uh, yeah, I can't see this one. So the article that I've got is specifically about their reservation plans. Um, 
me see if I can grab some more details. Well, while you do that, Josh, it is also worth noting that uh, uh, they've taken a different approach to... Who was it that we were talking about last week that wasn't require, require Well, it's universal, isn't it? They're not requiring reservations. You just turn up, and uh, if they're full, they just don't let you in, I yes. think. Whereas it seems to be... Well, Disney will require reservations, so... Yeah, see, well, I, I mean, that makes way more sense to me. I'm really surprised that Universal aren't uh, employing the same policy on that front. Yeah, um, it's it's bizarre, but I guess they've got a weird setup there, right, where you've got um, the two parks and City Walk, or three parks, as they... Um, so it's just a bit of a weird setup there. So I'm on the I'm on the SeaWorld website now. There doesn't seem to be any direct can't talk about um the shows specifically right um but it does say um you know certain parades and meet and greets will have be changed uh or removed uh rising attractions the queue system will you know they'll have the the proper changes needed um play areas and um other uh, sort of closely um, people that are close together um, and free, as it were, will be temporarily closed because uh, they've got that um, Sesame Street area that has a playground in it. Yeah, that was really well received, wasn't it? Because can't you buy? Isn't there like um, kind of an, an equivalent to the Harry so Potter the, wands in Sesame yes, Street? But it's like a bubble yeah. blower or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be closed. The uh, just the playground bit, um, but that I imagine sense. that the shows can still go ahead. You just have to put in buffering buffer zones, right? Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm I'm assuming you probably wouldn't fill out the splash zone, and uh, no, you yeah, yeah keep, the, you keep maybe not have the splash part of that show. Yeah, and just keep people more spaced out. I guess. Uh, and I guess as well, they're probably very happy that they took the VR out of Kraken because <laughs> I can't think of anything oh God, I'd rather yeah. I I would want to do less than uh, uh, during a pandemic than um, put on a sweaty VR headset that's been worn by <laughs> dozens of other people throughout a hot sunny day. That sounds. Yeah. I mean, that sounds grim at the best of times, to be honest. But especially when there's a pandemic on, so. Uh, that that that's a, something of a relief. Uh, but what about the SeaWorld sort of water parks? Obviously, Universal have reopened Volcano Bay. What about Aquatica and um, Adventure Island, and even Discovery Cove? Discovery Cove, Aquatica, uh, and Adventure Island are all still uh, they're taking reservations. Oh, so they're going to reopen on the eleventh of June as well. Yes. That's surprising to me. Um, there's some kind of caveats to all of this. So uh, SeaWorld will be closed Tuesdays and Thursdays all the way through right. to August. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Bush Gardens will be closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, through to August. Uh, however, they will have extended opening hours for 4th of July weekend. Um, and SeaWorld will begin extending its hours on Fridays through Sundays when its craft beer festival begins in in August. Right. Okay. I mean, look, I really hope, 
I really hope it goes well and that it doesn't backfire and that there's no second wave and that we look back on this in a few months' time and think, oh, you know, they were perfectly fine to reopen when they did, I guess. But I can't help but feel like they're doing... They're going too far too soon. I mean, especially when you then take into... it's, It's really difficult not to be cynical I mean, obviously, they're all businesses. They all ultimately want to reopen because they need to uh, help their bottom line. But as you know, when you also take into account the timing of uh, the rush to reopen, uh, in Universal's case, they've just rolled out a load of hot 30th anniversary merch that I'm sure they'd like to sell. And yeah, Bush absolutely. Gardens really want you to go to their beer festival. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to go to a beer festival? Well... <laughs> Back in the day, Josh, when you could get a free pint, maybe, but no longer. Those were the days. I mean, not I mean, not for me because I was ten, so made no odds. But my my dad certainly misses the days where you could go to the breweries at Bush Gardens and SeaWorld and get a free uh, a free pint, especially at SeaWorld. It was yeah. a nice vibe in that, that that beer garden. We could go see the horses. It was yeah. great. It was great. But uh, no longer, alas. No, no longer, alas, alas, indeed, alas, Cabras. Um, um yeah. Sorry, we're gonna. Is it? So, yeah. So you know, yeah, ahead. I was just obviously Discovery Cove. You uh, kind of get quite close to a lot of the animals. You certainly do. Um, I don't know whether any research has been put into uh, these animals being uh, potential carriers of the virus. That's a very good point. Um, because um, obviously we know that big cats can get it. Um, I'm guessing yes. s- small cats can also get it. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, so I wonder c- if any c- research has been put into that stuff. For Theo, the Oop. park rush cat, uh, has had uh, uh, some conjunctivitis in his eyes this week. Oh. Uh, it's, it's like hay fever. So it's as if he's got hay fever. It's quite. <laughs> it just looks like he's crying all the time. Um, I don't think it's coronavirus <laughs> though. Hopefully. Um, that would be uh, I hope not yeah but uh, yes uh, you would assume that uh, I know there's been some research into whether primates could carry it you'd have to imagine that yes considering how uh, similar we are Um, yeah as you mentioned big cats small cats uh, so yeah, yeah, I think you know Discovery Cove there obviously that whole place really is built on hands on interactions with the animals Um, there's a little bit of that at SeaWorld and Bush Gardens as well so they're going to have to be careful. I mean, obviously, I don't really know what the situation is with zoos generally. I mean, zoos here in the UK, I would imagine, are not going to be reopening until they're going to be considered hospitality, I would assume. Um, I, I think it's very easy to sort of, when you start unpicking uh, the easing of the lockdown, let's, you know, let's stick to the UK because that's where we are. It's easy to pick a lot of inconsistencies and holes in it. Like, why is it all right to go to a garden centre but not to go to a zoo? You know, why is it all right to, you yeah. know, from next week cram into a little bookshop but not go to a hairdresser where hygiene would be more of a focus at a normal time, let alone now, uh, where you'd imagine they could easily sort of gear up in sort of dentist style PPE and whatever. So it's very easy to pick holes in all of this. Um, a lot of the zoos are struggling as well. Um, you know, yeah. A lot of the zoos were struggling before this. Colchester Zoo specifically always has struggled. Um, so, 
from an economical standpoint of view, or from a humanitarian point of view, uh, you could say that opening the zoos would be a good thing, even if it's limited. You, I think you can still put those limitations in place at zoos. Yeah, because, um, I mean, a lot of the expense of a zoo, I would imagine, has not gone away during all this. They would still have to have, have a decent number of staff coming in each day, obviously, to look after the animals and feed the animals and yeah, maintain, the always expensive. maintain the enclosures and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, zoos, animal parks will, well, I'm sure, be chomping at the bit to reopen whenever they get the go-ahead but uh when that will be i guess we don't know especially as it's summer when they will all be hoping to do good trade yeah absolutely um cool so so we got so it's universal the three universal parks are open in florida we've got bush and SeaWorld on the 11th of june and then we've got disney world at legoland of course is already open we're going to got disney world next month and then i guess in terms of sort of the big names and you know maybe i'm being generous to legoland there that'll be them all reopen by the 15th of july is that right or is is it, yes. is it the 11th of july for magic kingdom and animal kingdom and then the 15th for epcot and epcot hollywood studios and hollywood yes that's correct uh, we did a bit of a social media interaction this week josh oh, i did a poll and um, oh. oh yes, and uh, we got about twelve votes. <laughs> so <laughs> You'd love uh, to see it. We'll, <laughs> whenever we say uh, there are dozens of them out there, when we're talking about listeners, turns out there's a dozen of them out there. <laughs> 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 I just, <laughs> the question was, uh, when Disney World reopens, what what's going to be the, the first park you want to go back to, and uh, the winner. With sixty-seven uh, percent of twelve was Hollywood Studios, so overwhelming victory. It. A very scientific poll uh, has concluded that people are most desperate to get back to Hollywood Studios, which I guess makes sense because, um, well, it was well, only a few my weeks. Favorite before, park. It was your favorite park, of course, and it was only a few weeks before it shut that uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway actually reopened. So. Um, there were plenty. There would be plenty of people who go there regularly who won't uh, who won't have even done that ride yet, and obviously people who uh, go a little less regularly, of course, won't have done it. So, yeah, I could imagine why the the anticipation is high to to head back to Hollywood Studios more quickly than than the other parks. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Disney parks and also Universal parks, obviously we've focused on Florida. Um, but of course, I guess the other sort of hotspot for theme parks in the US is California. And there's not really been a whole lot of movement um, on when those parks might reopen, specifically Disneyland and California Adventure uh, in Anaheim and then Universal in LA. Uh, they're all kind of covered by different sort of jurisdictions, I believe. So uh, when it comes yeah, to Universal Studios Hollywood, I think they need sort of the all clear from... Uh, and. Uh, Again, it, this might require a correction from uh, Pastor John, but if I'm not mistaken, they kind of require a sign-off from uh, LA County. And then I think when it comes to Disneyland, it's Orange County, but also 
the An- the Anaheim sort of city jurisdiction as well, and they're all yeah, kind of moving slightly different speeds in terms of what they're allowing to reopen and in what kind of form. And theme parks, I don't think have been really given much indication yet as to when they will be allowed to reopen. So they're still kind of up in the air. I just wanted to sort of note it really because, um, yeah, they're obviously uh, two big destinations. I guess more for locals than the Florida parks are traditionally, certainly Disneyland. I think Universal Hollywood maybe is uh, a bit more touristy, but yeah, um, still no sign of a of a reopening date for those. Um, I guess LA. No. I guess the the, the coasts were, were were some of the worst hit uh, in the US anyway. I think by the virus initially. So New yeah, York, of well, course, they're the largest population areas, aren't they? Yes, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, and also I think you know two locations where at least from the outside looking in seem to be among the more sensible in terms of their response. But then of course we saw. Uh, the, the the beach is full. The, the the Jaws mayor would have been proud of the yeah. scenes. Boris Johnson would be proud. <laughs> from California, uh, not long after the virus hit, the, the beaches were packed. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Boris Johnson's whole approach to this has been very much a kind of wartime spiel. So I, I don't think we're too far off from him saying, we will fight it on the beaches. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that will explain the crowds in South End and various other crap beaches that we have here in the UK. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to get on my high horse and be a bit sort of, uh, I don't know what the what the right word I'm looking for is right here. But like, Britain doesn't even have great beaches. Why has everyone been so desperate to flood to South End? Yeah, there's like a couple of decent beaches um, around the around the country, but. <laughs> uh, these people I don't know they want their chips <laughs> stolen by seagulls and a half melted ice cream in their hand yeah well you know um, what can you do and then they also want to be interviewed by the news reporters and then complain about the other people who have turned up to the beach Yes, those are my favourite kinds of uh, pandemic beachgoers. Is uh, well, you know, we just wanted a day out and we got her, and look, there's no room. It's a disgrace. There's too many people for me to enjoy myself. Why aren't these people doing what the government told them to do? I know it's an outrage. Uh, that is like it's such a weird argument to say when you're also at the beach. <laughs> um, well, you'll never find me at the beach, Josh, because uh, I hate sand and. Uh, it's rough and coarse and gets everywhere, as we know. As we do know. Uh, now, Josh, uh, a new story you flagged before we started yeah, doing the- this that I was intrigued by was um, the idea of a uh, an NBA camp at Disney World. What's what's yeah. going on there? What's all this about? Uh, so the NBA uh, season was in full flow when the epidemic hit. Uh, and so yes. plans for <laughs> the NBA to continue would be to take 22 of the league's teams uh, to Disney World and set them up and then they'd play uh, play each other uh, in uh, the wide world of sports. Wide world of sports would be like on lockdown with NBA players only um yeah, so there are some teams that wouldn't be able to go. So Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, New York, and San Francisco um, 
all of those teams would not go. I assume they're doing terrible this season, which is why they're not going. Um, so it's like the top 22 teams. Uh, then eight of those teams would play each other. Uh, wait, hang on. Uh, then there'll be eight regular season games to finally determine the top 16 playoff teams. And then you go into your playoff process. Um, all of that would be um, broadcasted live from Disney's The Wide World of Sports. On ESPN, uh, I assume. On ESPN, yeah. I guess, and whoever, I I don't know who has the rights to... Disney Plus. Be ESPN. Yeah, Disney Plus. Why not? Um, if you are at Disney World, staying at Disney World... Um, you will not be able to go and watch. It will be behind the closed doors. See, that's um, where, you know, again, that's um, not to want to pick holes in, uh, in you know, what, what are difficult policies to come up with, I'm sure, during a pandemic like this. But why is it okay for, you know, dozens, potentially hundreds of theme park goers to pack in to watch the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular from July 15th, yeah. but not go and watch basketball in a in a bigger stadium, um, I'm not saying that either are right. By the way, like as I've already sort of insinuated by my scepticism over going to somewhere like Universal, based on what I've seen, I, I'm not saying that. Oh, you, you should even be going to watch the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, uh, let alone the basketball. But if you can do one of those things, I don't quite understand why the other one would be considered too unsafe. It seems to me like they're both potentially as unsafe as one another. Yeah, uh, I I would imagine that uh, most of this is they need to play the game so they can fulfil their contracts. Oh, yeah, from the sporting side, Uh, I totally get it. It's more about being behind closed doors. Yeah, but I think behind, you know, if you put it behind closed doors, that just makes the logistics easier. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think actually, looking... sorry, go ahead. Go on. No, you go. I was going to say something really dumb. Like you go. Okay. Well, I don't really know a lot about the wide world of sports. Cause I, I assume they have like different pitches for different sports. Do they? Oh, yeah, so there's, there's a baseball um, field there with stadium. There's a uh, gymnasium, which can uh, they often hold the gymnastics and the um, cheerleading, cheerleading competitions there. Uh, I think there's like tennis courts uh, and things like that there as well. So can you just go on any given day to have a sort of look around? Yeah, you can just rock up. Oh. Uh, I, we... There used to be um, Planet Hollywood had a uh, spin-off brand which was all about sports, um, and we went there when I was a kid, like so in two thousand one, uh, and then we went back there uh, back in twenty fifteen to go have a look. The restaurant no longer exists because Planet Hollywood's gone belly up, um, barely surviving, um, and it's kind of it's kind of dead if I'm honest. It's not like particularly interesting. But there was a gymnastics tournament on, so that was quite interesting to watch. Right. I was just going to say, like, because I didn't really know. <laughs> I mean, if Disney were going to host the NBA, wouldn't it be cooler if they sort of repurposed, I don't know, the, well, as I've already mentioned it, the Indiana Jones show. And they played basketball <laughs> in there. They set up a court, and then someone accidentally triggers the boulder. <laughs> He's got LeBron James. <laughs> 
sprinting away from away. this big foam boulder. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'd, I'd watch, watch that. that. I, I'm yeah. not really a basketball guy, but I'd watch that. Gosh, and I was, sorry to bring it up because it was really sad, but it's just struck me that the um, Kobe Bryant tragedy was this year. That feels like a God, lifetime yeah. ago. Christ on a bike. Yeah. 2020. Slow down. Please. Please. It's, uh, yeah, it is It is the, the year. Yeah. Um, <sighs> anyway, back to uh, yes. the news at hand. The NBA. Uh, the NBA. It looks like the league will be housed, um, all 2,000 of them will be housed at the Coronado Springs Resort. Okay. Um, and players will only be allowed outside uh, the bubble to play golf or to eat at outdoor restaurants. Fair enough. Only the Disney yeah. golf courses, I assume. Yes, I'd imagine so. Um, some very good courses there, though. Um, I, yes, I've heard, actually. Um, yeah. Well, that sounds all right. I mean, as far as, as far as uh, sort of lockdown camps go, I guess it could be worse than staying at Disney. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds all right, I suppose. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. You don't know much about the NBA, as you've mentioned, but the playoffs uh, are uh, in gate like legs. So you have to do, I think it's five legs uh, for the quarters and the semis and the seven for the final. Uh, so you do two in your hometown and then two away um, and then like depending on who's the home team is or the favourite team is um, so you have and obviously it's indoors so you have your audience your fans backing you so it'd be interesting to see what a neutral court would uh, be like for those playoffs yeah yeah that would be interesting actually uh, they're taking a different approach obviously in terms of one of the big sports that's coming back here, the Premier League, I think it's still not completely um, decided, but it sounds like they are veering on the side of everyone will just continue to play at their own stadiums. There might be a couple of games where uh, police uh, kind of have concerns about fans congregating where they might play them at neutral venues like local derbies. But I think by and large, right. they're going to be played at their existing stadiums. But I guess the equivalent would be, I don't know... Uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea from Thorpe Park. <laughs> and it's live. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I don't know where they do it, but uh, that could be fun. Um, cool. Well, they could do it at Legoland. They could build them a stadium out of Lego. Yeah. To scale. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Cool. Well, do, that's, uh, I think they should do the Formula One at Lego, Legoland uh, and make all the tyres out of Lego tyres. Yes, why not? There was like a, an old Lego the, racing video game, wasn't there? So they've got some... Yeah, I had that on the Colour, Game Boy Colour, I think. Oh, yeah. I've probably got right. it laying around somewhere still. Well, so so there's some precedent there. They could, they've could they got a point, a point of reference if they wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And Formula One cars are basically big Lego kits anyway. Well, yes. Uh, I, I say that I know nothing about F1. I'm just nodding like uh, like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay, cool. Well, that's a, a slightly strange side effect of this whole 
pandemic, I guess, at basketball at Disney World. But uh, moving on, uh, and I guess away from pandemic, I mean, despite coronavirus uh, and everything that the theme parks have to consider because of it, um, they are still cracking on. There is still some sort of regular theme park news, Josh, that would be theme park news even without a virus. Yeah, uh, they're still so, dripping it out there. So you just know. some good old-fashioned construction updates. Haven't you missed those? <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> oh, how's this roller coaster getting on that still hasn't actually been announced? But uh, let's do that second, actually, because uh, Universal Studios Beijing has uh, revealed its City Walk uh, plans. Uh, obviously, yeah. Universal Studios Beijing is not open yet. We have spoken about it before, the plans that they have. They sound cool, sound impressive. I think it's the biggest Universal Studios park, or it will be. They're going to have some uh, unique stuff, like a whole section of the park dedicated to Kung Fu Panda, for example, will be unique to uh, to this incarnation of Universal. Um, for sure. And, yeah, I mean, there's lots of familiar uh, stuff. It's the fourth city walk after Hollywood, Orlando, and Osaka, uh, and you'll get your cinema, you get plenty of food and drink locations, including recognisable universal staples like the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium uh, and the uh, Red Oven Pizza Bakery. So, um, yeah, I, I'd imagine that by and large it will be pretty familiar to uh, to anyone who's been to a city walk before uh, but did anything catch your eye specifically um so the uh, toothsome chocolate emporium i think that was kind of interesting to me that that's becoming like a brand that is going to span the city walks um having never heard of it until it arrived at uh, orlando city walk personally yeah, um, I, I think it's replacing something at the hollywood one i right. don't know what but i'm pretty it sure was, where it is was the MBA experience or what? Whatever the MBA restaurant was that was there at right. Orlando. Yeah, there was. Uh, um, which has now obviously moved to Disney Springs, and yes, uh, yes. no one cares. No, I personally, I know Richard Branston is a massive bell end, but to what, be honest, the, Rick, Richard Branston of the of Branston pickle fame. Yes, that one. Um, the, 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 that site where the basketball experience is at downtown Disney uh, peaked with the Virgin Megastore, the massive Virgin Megastore for me. Uh, it's never that been was, uh, topped. Yeah. That I bought lots of really bad, uh, in hindsight, Disney Channel licensed Game Boy Advance games in there. <laughs> uh, the only I think, thing I remember buying in there was uh, Panic at the Disco album. Yeah, I I bought a Kim Possible game in there, which was actually not too bad if I remember correctly. But there were some real dodgy ones. I remember my sister bought Corey in the House, which was in the house. I seem to remember it was a bad time. <laughs> Although you know, frankly, if uh, if Corey was in the house right now, uh, well, was probably, Corey in the House probably be better leadership. As a TV show. Corey in the House. Yeah, it was a spin-off. Where was it? The dad got oh, a job as a chef at the White House. And yeah, Corey went uh, with him. That's a Raven, right? Yes, it was a spin-off of That's a Raven, yeah. yeah. Uh I'd take President Corey over what we've got right now. Don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. Um But yes, uh sorry. I I took this on a on a tangent as I like to do. Back to you, Josh, at City Walk Thank Beijing. You. Thank you, Tom. Uh they're adding uh so some of the new stuff that we haven't seen before uh, are the cutie cones ice cream. 
Okay. So I'm assuming it's an ice cream parlor. Um, neon Street Hawkers, which doesn't suggest what that is. Um, and also uh, the Wabai Craft Food and Beer. Excellent. It's going to be like a grill and brew kind of th- type thing. Um, there will also be a flagship store for the Korean cartoon characters, Cacao Friends. Um, so there's that, which is, uh, I guess, interesting. Having a flagship store for a Korean character in China sounds kind of mad to me, but there we go. Yeah, well, uh, that's that. Uh, that park is due open in 2021. City Walk will uh, obviously be ready for that time too. Uh, yeah, um, I'm. I, I look enviously at the theme parks that China uh, has on its books. Uh, both Disneyland and this upcoming Universal Park look pretty great, but uh, whether or not I will ever want to go to China is another question entirely. Yeah. They've got uh, obviously they've got a lot of uh, their own uh, theme parks that are China specific that have some interesting rides, right? Uh, that I would like to try, but also China. <laughs> yes, uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the issue here, China. Uh, well, I should I should specify the Chinese government. Uh, yeah, not uh, not China uh, 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 as a country as a whole. Uh, but at this point, I'm questioning whether I want to go to the United States anymore. Well, Not yes, for the that's... people, but for the government. No, exactly. I mean, they've got a chance to sort of go some way towards saving themselves. I'm not, by the way, suggesting that uh, a change in president in, well, not technically, it wouldn't actually be November, would it? But January, uh, it would, would fix, uh, would come close to fixing everything, clearly not. But I think most right-minded people would agree it would be an improvement. <laughs> so... Uh, the, the, yeah, there might be a chance of change with a isn't different it crazy, president. Isn't it crazy that Donald Trump is in the Hall of Presidents? Do you not think that's mad? Like, I know it would cause something of a political issue for them because it would set a precedent to not put in presidents that, you, that are controversial. You know? Yeah. Uh, I was about to make that joke. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, it's a can of worms that maybe I shouldn't open right now. Maybe we should do a whole episode. Why is Donald Trump in the Hall of Presidents? Does that, that not like seem? Does that not seem problematic? Uh, uh, it did at the you, time. It certainly does now. <laughs> um, yeah, it hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Anyway, let's move on. Um, finally, for this week. Most exciting news for me, actually, uh, the uh, not yet announced, well, kind of announced, but not really detailed in any way. Uh, I think all we know is that officially there's a new ride coming to Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure. Uh, what we know unofficially is that it is a, a, a Velociraptor themed roller coaster uh, with uh, uh, sort of unique maneuvers so far as universal uh Roller coaster to go, such as a uh, top hat maneuver. Um, this, this sounds like a Boris Johnson press briefing. Does it really? Unofficial, official. Right. Uh, is uh, a roller coaster. I was, I was talking about my, my tone and mannerisms for a second there, which had me oh, a bit no. concerned because my hair's looking quite Borisy right now. <laughs> and if all of a sudden I also sound like him, I'm, I'm going to have to just stay indoors and not talk or see anybody for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Do go out, don't go out. Shake yeah. all about. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this coaster, I think, 
I, I think everyone kind of assumed it would be a sort of mid-2021 ride, possibly, to coincide with the third Jurassic World movie. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just a consequence of the park having been shut and they've been able to really get down to business on this thing or whether or not they're just ahead of schedule or I don't know whether or not I mean clearly they haven't actually ever officially announced a schedule so maybe it's on schedule and it was, it's just opening sooner than everyone had kind of assumed but based on the pictures they are making some rapid progress on this thing Josh yeah they sure are um, I mean looking at this is kind of a bit of a weird tangent but highways england who does who manages the highways and uh, byways in the uk uh, a lot of their our dozen listeners have just fallen asleep Uh, but a lot of their construction projects have been um brought forward and have been completed years in advance years uh, when they planned them yeah so uh Maybe the coronavirus has, you know, one positive side effect of allowing construction workers to do their jobs. Well, maybe. Uh, uh, but yes, it's a, it's a very sleek looking kind of jet black steel coaster. Uh, the the banks on so it look cool. enormous. And it, it, we all knew that it was going to go out, a significant portion of the track would be out on the waterfront. And that's certainly the case based on the pictures what i didn't quite anticipate was just how closely it was going to rub up against hogsmeade Uh, and i believe jk rowling has um has been well for lack of a better word quite anal about how the harry potter stuff is managed at the park she wants it to be very authentic she wants you to really feel like you're immersed in whichever of the harry potter locations you're in when you're in them and uh it seems to me like um universe were really sort of pushing the limit on that because it, it seems inconceivable to me that you wouldn't be able to see some of this coaster from uh, certain places in hogsmeade and also certainly that you wouldn't be able to hear it i mean i think universal have done a really good job more so in diagon alley but to be fair for the most part also in hogsmeade uh, making you feel like you're in a a different place you know um and I, and I wonder if, yeah. if this particular ride may undermine some of the immersion on that front. But, uh, yeah, purely from a sort of coaster point of view, it looks pretty epic right now. Yeah, it does look really awesome. Um, and there have been some rumours as well, uh, because the Velocir, Velociraptor sort of meet and greet... Uh, which um, I think was set up originally as kind of a temporary thing. Then it was really, really popular, so they kept it. Then I think it got moved a bit because of this construction. And now it's got a kind of a much more permanent home with kind of a, a sign and a bit more of a frontage, uh, which um, yeah. will be obviously ready for the uh, reopening of the park. And um, people have noted that even more so than before, there's um, the branding to it is much more Jurassic Worldy than it is Jurassic Park, um, which I think was always kind of the case with this because I think it's meant to be blue from those movies. But there's also been some suggestion that actually the whole land might be due due for a re-theme to some extent, which I know there's been a bit of back and forth on as to whether or not they'll do it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still in the camp of leave it as it is, but... Uh, the so Money the talks. Hollywood one is more uh, Jurassic World based now, isn't it? Like they redid the water yeah. ride there. Um, yeah, uh, apparently they've made so. even more changes to that ride actually, in the, since that park's been shut. So uh, oh, that, really? that ride will be a bit different again, 
when it reopens. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know I, I don't necessarily think from from, from for me personally um, a, a retheme of the land wouldn't do anything for me. Uh, it wouldn't make it more enjoyable. I don't think. Uh, I think what, no. however, and this might be asking for too much considering the the new coaster. But if if the Jurassic Park River Adventure was to get the same treatment as the one in Hollywood, and as a consequence of that, they rethemed the whole land, then I'd probably well then uh, then I would be cool with it because the changes they've made to that ride in Hollywood look really cool, even as someone who doesn't like the movies. And and as we've said many times before, you can make great theme park attractions out of bad movies, and you can make crap ones out of good movies. Uh, so, uh, but the the thing with the Jurassic Park stuff is it's a good movie, and the theme park side of it is also already good. So, um, yeah, for sure. For my money, it's it's not in really great need of huge improvement. But yeah, this coaster looks cool, um, and I look forward to seeing to seeing it when when it's done, and also just when Universal talk about it more because we're all, we've all been going on kind of leaks and unofficial reports. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see when they actually officially announce it, um, what how they describe it and that sort of thing. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think it is going to have some sort of story to it. So it'll be interesting as well to see, you know, whether you know, Chris Pratt or somebody is involved. Uh, I personally yeah, just hope it's kind of, of narrated by Jeff Goldblum. Like it's got <laughs> speakers in the seats like Rip Ride Rocket, but it's just Jeff Goldblum being like, whoa, you're going pretty fast there. <laughs> Have you watched um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum? I, I've started it. Yeah, I'm, I, I was, I got about halfway through. I'm up to the, uh, uh, I think it's the barbecue episode, and uh, right, yeah. he was talking to this uh, like Korean YouTuber who I, I must admit I found to be completely insufferable, and I switched that episode off and never got back to it. Uh, I hadn't That's been enjoying fair. it until then. Uh, yeah, I think like you know, if you take the Jeff Goldblum from from that, where he's all a bit kooky and. And just like, whoa. <laughs> wow, it's like he's here. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm always good at impressions, me. It's true. It's true. Uh, cool. But yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Kooky Jeff Goldblum in some capacity uh, on the new roller coaster would be would be fantastic. I'd be I'd be uh, behind that idea fully. Uh, yeah, sounds great. Well, Josh, that's that's been another instalment of the Park Rush podcast in lockdown from uh, our own homes. Um, I say it every few weeks, uh, and I do hope that the audio quality has been decent throughout these unprecedented times. Because I think this is like episode ten or eleven of recording remotely, which is madness. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think, that. technically speaking, I'm not saying we are going to do this because. I think there's more sensible ways to live your life than uh, uh, than by what the government tells you to do or what you can do, frankly. <laughs> but I think technically yep. speaking, we are maybe allowed to possibly do the podcast in kind of the old way. From I don't know, actually. Maybe, maybe, maybe we would, but we'd have to wear masks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre, is it? Do we have to be outside and two meters apart? I'm not really sure. To be honest, I haven't minded doing it remotely. I think the the main issue is the slight delay. So we find ourselves sort of talking over each other a little bit because we're not sure if the other person's finished or uh, that kind of thing. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, 
Uh, it's harder for harder for our cutting humour and uh, fantastic jokes to ought to land sometimes. I think. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, less. <laughs> Saka, have you been? Have you watched? Uh, have I got news for you at all? Uh, whatever or <laughs> uh, of uh, of the latest season. Oh, what in lockdown? No, I haven't. Yeah, because uh, obviously they're all doing that from home. Yeah, and it's just really not funny. Because yeah, like, they can't line the gags up. and No, I admire them for, for trying, but uh, yeah, I can imagine it being quite difficult, for sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that, that is it. That is another one of these in the can. Uh, you can keep up with us during the week on Twitter and Instagram at Park Rush Podcast. So there's not a lot going on on either of those right now, certainly not on Instagram. Uh, we haven't really been getting to any theme parks, Josh, funnily enough. Uh, you can no, email us. Yeah. Uh, you can email us par- uh, podcast at parkrush.com. You can find us at parkrush.com. You can also find us on your preferred podcasting app. So if you're not subscribed already, you can do so, or wherever you so wish. Uh, take it easy out there, everybody. Uh, stay safe, and until next week, goodbye. Mm-hmm.